Welcome to Generate Joy, a podcast for women ready to discover their unique God-given purpose and step into a life of freedom, focus, and fulfillment. Hi, I'm Amy Davis, certified CBT life coach and Christian mentor. Every week, I'm bringing you biblical strategies and tactical practicals for spiritual growth, mindset mastery, and more. I want to help you get inspired, unstuck, boost your confidence, and start building a life you love. I want to help you stay faithful to God and learn how to generate the type of joy that's contagious. I know you're going to be encouraged by this episode, so let's get into it. Welcome to Generate Joy. Today I'm going to be talking with you about prayer, our topic of prayer. We're going to open up this conversation today around prayer. One of the verses I've been thinking about recently is out of Jeremiah. It's Jeremiah 33, verse 3, call to me and I'll answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And that has really spurred me on to just be mindful that my thoughts, that my emotions, my actions, and the the moments that I spend in intentional prayer and then throughout the day of just my connection with God and, and sharing my thoughts and my feelings with him that I am in prayer a lot more. I'm noticing myself depending on the Lord a lot more. I'm noticing myself pausing and, and allowing God to like do his thing instead of just trying to grin and grind out like whatever it is that I'm trying to accomplish, but to really acknowledge God where he is working and how, how I can be on his timetable. It's just been a really enjoyable season of, of prayer and recognizing that in this season of prayer, I have three responsibilities when it comes to prayer. And I wanted to talk about those this week. So I'm going to dive right in There are three responsibilities that we have in prayer. The first responsibility that we have is to be honest. We are responsible to be honest in prayer. One example I like to think about is when you're a kid and you're like trying to arrange a sleepover, right? You really want to spend the night at a friend's house, but they didn't really invite you. And I was kind of raised that well, I was right, that it was super rude to just invite yourself over somewhere, right? And so you might really want to have spent the night with your friend, but you knew you can ask, right? And so you didn't, you were trying to like be manipulative and how you could get the invite to go over to your friend's house. And, you know, why don't you ask your mom or I can ask my mom, you know, you're kind of working that out. But then on the flip side, you know, I had girls come up to me at youth group and they would want to come spend the night with me because they had a crush on my brother. Did that ever happen to you? That definitely was something that happened to me in youth group and in like middle school for sure. Totally rude, right? And so we have to undo lots of this manipulation in our communication and prayer time with God. I'll do these little thinking tricks almost to where I'll be like, I have enough. And that type of um, manipulation or those habits or the way that we kind of just like 
dance all the way around the topic instead of just speaking directly of what it is that we want. We bring that into our relationship with the Lord. We bring that into our communication with God. And I don't allow God to hear my full thought on the topic. I kind of hold back my honesty and I'll um, sometimes shame myself for being like materialistic or that I know what I need. And I know that, for instance, if I'm wanting a new pair of shoes or whatever, like that's not of any in eternal value at all, right? I just want it. And, and therein is the honesty, the truth of the matter. And when we can bring that piece to prayer with the Lord, that is where we're going to be able to grow. And that is where the Lord is wanting to work in our lives. He can give us all of the, let's just go with the shoes. Give us all the shoes in the world because he's God, but he wants our hearts to be satisfied in him. And so when we bring our honesty to the Lord, whether we're upset, our emotions are more, we're mad or we're whatever, or we really, 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 really want, want, want this thing. You know, we really want God to heal this person. We really want God to provide for this need. When we bring those to God with honesty, the Holy Spirit now has space to work because that spot of fear and that spot of having that secret desire has been brought forth. And now the Holy Spirit can plug in that hole and satisfy. There is no fear in being honest with God because he already knows the state of your mind he already knows what it what he is going to do in whatever the circumstance, situation, emotion, whatever it is that you're bringing before the Lord. He already knows what he's going to do. But he wants you to recognize that your honesty with him is most important. And I'll have this whole conversation with myself. How am I going to ask God for this, or I should be more thankful, or I should just kind of, you know, and I try to like coach myself through not asking God for the thing that I really want God to do. But when we're honest with God, he can get into the spots that need to be like plugged up with the Holy Spirit, with the truth and be like legit fixing our materialism, our discontentment, our comparison issues, like whatever it is, we're able to really address it and really get that uprooted so that it doesn't continue. And I'll, I'll sometimes have a conversation with myself where it's like, you don't need that. You shouldn't ask for that, blah, 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 blah. And I don't bring the Lord into it. And it's sort of like a big difference between just berating yourself, making yourself feel guilty because you want a new outfit or a new rug or a new lamp or whatever, and making myself feel guilty over it versus God, please show me where I'm being materialistic and where I need to maybe save money so that I can buy something nice for my home. Like, Allowing ourselves to be honest before the Lord and bringing him into the conversation deepens our relationship with God. So we need to be honest with God and stop trying to manipulate our prayer life to being something that it really isn't. We're responsible to be honest. 
The second responsibility we have in prayer is to be humble. We are responsible to be humble in prayer. I want you to listen to this quote from Jackie Hill Perry. I got her 60-day devotional for Christmas. It's called Upon Awakening. This is no way like uh, sponsored or whatever, but it is an, a great devotional. I'm going to put a link to it in my show notes. But she says this on day five. Prayerlessness is almost always a humility issue. The natural consequence of the heart that tends to believe it is good without God. Pride is the true enemy of your prayer life. To become more prayerful, we have to be humble. And I just thought that was super powerful. And one way that I've been learning this actually came from something that we found from my memo after she passed away. My memo passed away about 12 years ago and she loved Jesus. She's such a wonderful woman. She's funny. She was funky. Um, she passed away before my son Jed was born. Actually, I think I was pregnant when I was like when she was passing away. Um, I had lost like 80 pounds between Jed and Knox. I had worked so, so hard, but I had the privilege of going to tell her goodbye in the hospital she was 92. And actually, after she passed away, we found out she was 91. <laughs> she had lied um, on a form so that she could go and work in a factory up north with her sister during the war, World War II. And so that was something funny that we learned about her after she passed away. But I was able to like say goodbye and just talk to her about you know, thank you for being faithful and the legacy that she, you know, is. And just, we were able to really have an amazing goodbye, honestly. And it was so beautiful. We're both crying and I'm like, okay, so I'll walk out the door leaving and I had forgotten my pocketbook. I forgot it. And I had to go back in because my keys to the car were there and I knew that was going to be the last time I would see her. So I walked in and she was laughing at me. She was like, of course, you know, we we're just laughing. I was like, well, I love you. And I reached over to pick up my pocketbook. And she says, Amy, I can't believe that's your butt. <laughs> and I'm so thankful for that memory and for that moment that we had together there before she passed, because uh, it really does speak to a lot of her humor and her love and just her her just silliness. It's just nice to have those memories with her. After she passed, my mom was cleaning out her, her things and her belongings. And, and she found a bunch of papers and bills and cards that had the words, Jesus help me written on them in Mamaw's handwriting. Jesus helped me on a bill. Jesus helped me with a grocery list. Just so simple, honest, not dramatic. You know, we didn't find piles of journals with her thoughts and her, you know, experiences documented. We didn't find chunks of antique Bibles or like jewels or anything when she passed away. But those small little scraps of paper are so special to me because they remind me of how much one, she loved Jesus. And two, she was super humble in her relationship with Jesus and she depended on him. She was very humble in her need of Christ. And it's a great example to me. So the second thing would be we're responsible to be humble. And the third way we're to be responsible in prayer is to be persistent. 
So we read about this also in Luke chapter 11. I'm just going to paraphrase kind of the parable here, but Jesus talks about a man who a friend has come in from out of town and he needs to have get some bread, but it's the middle of the night. So the friend goes to the neighbor and he's like, hey, can you give me some bread? I've got a friend who's come in to town and he needs some food and I don't have any made. And the neighbor's like, go away, go away because my kids are all asleep. You're going to wake everybody up. And the man's like, but I need, I need some bread. I don't, I'm, I'm going to need you to get up and get me some bread. Eventually the neighbor gets up and gives him bread because he's going to wake everybody up. He's persistent. He's getting, you know, louder. He's getting more aggressive, not just because he loves him and he's his neighbor. He gets up because this guy is like, not going to go away unless I give him some bread. Does that make sense? So Jesus uses this as an example, and he says to them in Luke chapter 11, verse 9, and I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds, and the one who knocks, it will be open. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. How then, if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So Jesus is teaching his disciples more about prayer. And he uses this story, this parable, telling them to be persistent in prayer. Persistence and prayer are directly tied together. Jesus is telling them, keep asking, don't give up, be persistent. And he goes on and he says, and also like, you got to trust God, you know, like if, if you're asking God for something good. And so side note, I think those are kind of some weird examples. Like who, if a father, if his son asks for a fish, will give him instead a serpent or an egg will give him instead a scorpion. I think that is Jesus talking to his disciples about trusting God. Like God is going to give us what we need and what is good for us. What is needed? What is nourishment to our souls? He's not going to give us like dangerous things or things that can harm us because he loves us. And so I wanted to just kind of throw that in there too, as I read that scripture is that he loves you. You are seen and you are known and you are loved by God. He, he's not going to give you things that are going to be harmful or hurtful to you. He loves you. Right. And, and our goal is that we are we are glorifying God with all that we have and do. And so we've got to trust that God is going to give us relief when we need it. He's going to give us strength as we grow. He's going to be able to provide for all of our needs because he says that he's able to do that in scripture. So be persistent. So as I wrap up this episode, let me just remind you of the three ways that we are supposed to be responsible in prayer is one, be honest, two, be humble, and three, be persistent. I hope that this has been super encouraging for you today. I know that these episodes coming down the line are going to be powerful. So if you want to keep up with all the things that are going on with Generate Joy this month, you should sign up for the weekly email in the show notes and, 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 and 
Don't forget to leave a starred review if this has blessed you or encouraged you in some way. Okay, I'm so happy that you joined me today for Generate Joy. I hope you have an excellent rest of your week and get out and get in the sunshine. Thanks for listening to this episode of Generate Joy. If you know somebody who might benefit and be encouraged by this episode, go ahead and share the podcast with them. And it really does help other people find Generate Joy if you leave a starred review or a comment. So if you have two seconds, just scroll down to the bottom of wherever you're listening to your podcast right now and leave me a starred review. It would really bless me big to hear what you're thinking about Generate Joy and help the podcast be found by more women who are wanting to grow in their faith. All right, friend, have an awesome rest of your week. 